Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, and welcome to your AEW Rampage and SmackDown post-show. This is your post-show for November 18th. It is the go-home to full gear, which I will be at no big deal, as well as a pretty good SmackDown. We got some interesting developments that I'm pretty excited about, a big return that I'm extremely excited about, and I'm also so excited to be joined by Alex Cardoza. Alex, how are you? I am doing so happy. Yeah, I muted myself so I wouldn't. Okay, I was like, other than muted, how are you? (laughs) Weird while you were talking. I'm doing great, man. I'm super happy to be here again this uh, this Friday night. I'm gonna show some clavicles tonight, so you guys better be ready. Throw some humper chats and some super chats our way, so that I can reveal you more. Just saying. Absolutely, the more you give. I might have just ruined our chances of getting more. By no, just you saying stop that. It. it. But I am like here a... in Jersey. I'm in Kate's home state. Let's go. Let's go, Jersey. Also the home of Full Gear tonight. But Alex is absolutely right. Get in those super chats. Get in those humper chats at humperchats.com. Send us your Twitch bits on Twitch at twitch.tv slash fightful gaming. We appreciate all your support. Also, Guys, if you're not subscribed to Fightful Select, like, what are you even doing? Don't you want to be cool? I don't know. Something tells me Sean might have some stories coming out of out of full gear. I know the last pay-per-view was really uneventful, and there was not a lot of news uh, that came that came out of it at all. So I'm I don't know. Maybe it'll be pretty even keeled. But subscribe to Fightful Select. You get your Raw and SmackDown plans. You get returning talent information. There's so much great stuff happening at Fightful Select. You also get pay-per-view post shows with me and Alex Pulowski, the OG Alex. Uh, Tomorrow will be him, and then maybe I'll join when I get home, depending on what traffic looks like, but we will see. Definitely will want to give you guys the live experience. I'm very, very excited. We're going to start with Rampage tonight. Um, I think because it's the go-home 
we should start there. So please, please, please get in your chats about Rampage and about Full Gear. There it is. Hey, only took me like a hundred times of doing this to get it right. But uh, overall, I thought Rampage was pretty good. This is a go home, so I wasn't expecting a ton. And I kind of got what I wanted to happen to happen. So I don't mind predictable when it's good. But what did you think of Rampage overall tonight? I love that we started with Ricky Starks. I know he was getting his ass beat in the beginning, but just to just to see him. It, Rampage is always fun to watch. It's a one-hour event. You never know what you're going to get with these uh, openings, but it was good. Yeah, I love a one-hour wrestling show, man, especially if you're going to be starting me at 10 o'clock at night. But a one-hour wrestling show was great. I really loved that about ROH before it shut down. That was one of my favorite things. It was like super... It was super sports-based and an hour long. It was such an easy, easy watch. Um, something really digestible about that one-hour format. But you're absolutely right. We do start with Ricky Starks. And what a fun match. When they had to postpone the match last week, I was trying to figure out what the tournament match was going to be to get somebody to the finals for the pay-per-view here. And I thought, oh, what a fun way to build a baby face. Uh, I was figuring they were going to do it on the zero hour. They announced that on the uh, press call yesterday. And it makes a lot of sense because of, well, a few things. One, the right guy won here. I'll, I'll get into the match in a little bit. But I kind of thought Ricky Starks was going to win. He did win. Really fun history with Cage to play off of in the next round. And then... You get to him and Ethan Page in a really fun way where if Ricky Starks wins, he's a made guy. I mean, that's three matches in 24 hours, all of which he will have won two against really, really big, intimidating opponents. And Ethan Page is no slouch either. Or if Ethan Page wins, which is where I think they're going to go, Ricky Starks is so protected because he just fought Lance Archer the night before. He fought Brian Cage earlier in the night. So I think that's just a really fun program considering they had like a little bit of a glitch last week it sounded like we did start off here they had set this up on dynamite on wednesday of saying let's start the fight backstage i don't need to start it in the ring you want to jump me backstage i'll fight you right back and i love that from ricky starks you guys know how i feel about ricky starks i said he was gonna be a breakout star this year kind of getting to the back end of the year for that to happen but people are catching on Great example of it, this pin, a spear into a sunset flip is an absolutely insane deal. I loved him trying to get the Rochambeau up, but it not working because Lance Archer is so big. And I really liked the storytelling here. My only nitpick with this was there were a couple of spots where both of them felt a little bit no-selly. I think it was intentional. I think it was to say, um, you know, I came ready for a fight. I'm not scared of you. I'm not going to back down. But it just takes me out of it when people no-sell a little bit. Uh, so that isn't necessarily for me. But overall, I think Ricky Starks is finally picking up the momentum that he deserved and is capable of having. He was one of the biggest deals from NWA, and we all saw the direction they went after he left. So I'm going to say it's because Ricky Starks is so damn good. <laughs> but uh, I, I really liked this opener. I think the right guy won. I thought a nice story was told in the match. And then we see Brian Cage come out after with Prince Nana, who I love as an ROH nerd. Uh, and he chokes slams where he starts on the outside. And I almost forgot how much fun this piece of this was going to be because last time Ricky Starks and Brian Cage were against each other 
and had teamed together, we had seen the other side of the dynamic, right? At that point, they turned Brian Cage heel, which I think was a big mistake. <laughs> or I'm sorry, Brian Cage face from heel, which I think was a big mistake and played into some of the just offbeat rhythm that he got into. And now we have Starks as the face and Cage as the heel, which feels right to me. But I'm so excited for that on the zero hour. And I think this has been Cage's biggest upswing since joining in AEW. I think it's great. How did you feel about the opening match? And are you looking forward to the zero hour with Brian Cage and ultimately what I'm assuming will be getting to Starks versus Page? Yeah, I'm super stoked to finally see Starks in, in the limelight, you know, or on television in a more meaningful role as opposed to just, you know, kind of just being out there telling stories with his voice. I want to see him in the ring fighting. Um, it's cool to see, you know, his other half, Powerhouse Hobbs, also out there, even though he's not part of this. I'm just saying, like, in total, just seeing them two rocking it out out there. And then, of course, Brian Cage has been – this man has been – I don't even want to call him a DH. He's like a utility man in baseball that just kind of hangs around and whenever they need him, they'll throw him somewhere on the field. That's what he has been. But I, I do see now that he is going to start being that main event guy soon. I don't know where on what side he's going to do it on most likely ring of honor, mm -hmm. but man, I'm so glad they're finally like picking up the ball on all these guys. Yeah, there are still a few people that feel lost in the shuffle, but I do feel like Full Gear in particular is a pay-per-view where some of these storylines are going to clear out. I really like Jericho Appreciation Society. I love the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm so ever-loving sick of seeing them fight each other. Let's move on from this feud. I think really good things are going to come out of it. But at the same time, um, it's always just like a healthy thing where if a feud feels like it's been going on too long, they clear out. And I think we're going to have a few of them happening here at this pay-per-view with full gear. But we jumped right into Rampage. We didn't even start with your Super Chats and Humper Chats. But we had a salacious one come in from Ryan Sullivan, who I will be seeing tomorrow at the pay-per-view. He's like, show it all, Alex. Show it all for $9.99. Dang, I think you're going to have to do a little bit better than that. Oh, I am. I just have to take off the shirt. I mean, the, the sweatshirt. Sorry, sweatshirt. <laughs> Grand B checking and saying we're on the road to full clab 2022. You're getting saucy early. It's Friday night, scissor us, Mama Kate. Well, we will see. I hope uh, that Bones is okay. You can read a little bit more. We don't put uh, injury news fully on Fightful Select, but yesterday we didn't know if Bones was injured or not, so it was kind of hidden back there. But mm. finding out more as that situation continues. But we thank you so much for the support. Orion Ben chiming in saying, Alex, Kate, Starks, Athena, Eddie, Lee, Hook. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of really, really good stuff going on here. Uh, Akiyama, too. Just so many great things that happened on this rampage. Not particularly consequential, which is, if you want to be nitpicking about it, that works. Uh, that's a, a thing to criticize for sure. Like, it doesn't seem like huge story developments happen on rampage. But we're also going into a pay-per-view, so... That wasn't going to be the situation on a go home. And I am fine with that. Agree with you about Starks. Very excited to see. I, I'm sorry about Cage. Very excited to see him kind of on a trajectory here. I think that's going to be an ROH too. Best work he's done in AEW. I'm, I'm really excited to see what goes on. But we have another Humper Chat coming in from Cabbage Sensei. Thank you so much for donating via Humper Chat. We get to keep more of your money that way. Uh, 
<laughs> CM Punk had made a joke. Did you guys see the UFC commentary video clip with Punk? If he's willing to joke about it, I don't feel like he's for sure out of AEW. There's been conflicting reports about everything to do with CM Punk, the brawl out situation, Larry the Wonder Dog, so many things. I only go with what is confirmed and what we know. And what we do know is that the Elite is coming back tomorrow. If there was any way to patch things up with CM Punk, it sure does feel like FTR hasn't been on TV. CM Punk coming back, you could make a nice little trios run with them. It kind of felt like they were heading maybe in that direction a little bit before everything happened. But also, in the world title picture, there's nobody in AEW that Mox hates more than MJF and, or CM Punk hates more than MJF and Mox, right? I don't think he's coming back. He is also still recovering from injury, so I don't think that's a possibility. Now, there's certainly value to having CM Punk on your program uh, with just a microphone. We all know that's his strong suit. But uh, I, I just, if I start to speculate with one of, if not my favorite wrestlers of all time, <laughs> Like, I can't go down that rabbit hole. I will lose so much emotional energy. And it's just not for me. But it is good to see him joking around about it. He's made a couple of cracks about it. Uh, I think he looks better rested and more relaxed than he did maybe his entire AEW run, like, by a third of the way through it. So I just I think that he's just, he got caught up in so many emotions and whatever was happening. It's hard to be a pro wrestler. There's drama and politics and all kinds of shitty stuff happening back there. So... Maybe 100%. maybe he just needed time away. Like everyone does, man. Yeah, and I think that's all that is up to them. That is not a me decision. His wrestling is some of my favorite wrestling in the whole wide world. He's given me more wrestling memories, like real time wise, than any other wrestler I've seen. Um, and so I would love to see him back on my screen. But it is good to see him joking around about it. It's good to see them kind of clear out past. Uh, those suspensions. I'm very excited to see the elite in action tomorrow. Just going to be good. Going to be good to have some of that top talent coming back, but we will move along. We got a nice little Mox and MJF video here. I really liked MJF kind of leaning into this good guy stuff. He's been really persistent about that first line about the best trick that the devil ever pulled being uh, that you didn't, you thought he doesn't exist. The second piece of that is that basically the devil makes you think he's a nice guy. And I think that's what MJF might be up to. But instead of going into this video package, because it's kind of just a recap, I will ask you, um, I I think that MJF walks out tomorrow champion. I don't think, I don't know if it's going to be with the help of the firm or not. But it is fun to have some seeds of doubt planted with what's going on there. Like, MJF could easily get cost the championship. Someone could win this eliminator tournament and dethrone Mox at winter is coming. I think it's time for Mox to go on vacation. I think it's time for MJF to be champion, but I love just having a seed of doubt because no one's going to be mad if Ethan Page or Ricky Starks become world champion. I don't think. Um, and then you have like a very unexpectedly weirdly made babyface in MJF. If he gets cost this, the one time he's trying to do the honorable thing, the one time he's going to go out there and not cheat, right? But I don't think that's the direction we're going. I think he's going to cheat otherwise. Uh, I think the firm might very well be on his side, but I love not knowing. It's so nice to not know. Is the firm on his side or are they not? Are they going to bait and switch us? Because they've never done that on the title picture before. It's usually been predictable, but good. Um, what are you thinking about the world title picture tomorrow? Yeah, I, don't, I you know what? To be completely honest... 
this dissension of MJF and what he's doing with the firm has implanted a seed that we're okay. He really wants to win this title. He's pouring out the max who he is. You know, he's told his stories about being a young, quote unquote, Jew boy getting quarters thrown at him and beat up, right? So we we're kind of bought into his story. But God, are we waiting for that other shoe to drop with the with the firm, you know, or what is happening? Is something going to happen tomorrow in full gear that will leave us all shocked, you know? Yeah. And that's uh, kind of the beauty of having pay-per-view cycles once a quarter is is that to me is you can pull off some really, really big surprises and upsets. But even if the predictable thing happens. I think it's still great. I think MJF having a title run now would be perfect. Um, I like villains and heels feeling like they're still people rather than a cartoonish representation of them. So when he pulls real life stuff into it, I'm a huge fan of that. I I say bring all that on. So uh, I I can't wait to see it. And I think what's refreshing with these two is MJF's real damn good in the ring. And we get to see that like in an extended format. So we're we're also very like, Oh man, built in with the whole like predictability shit, especially in WWE. Even they're still doing it. It's still very predictable what's happening a lot of the time. So this whole storyline with with MJF, phenomenal. Yeah, I really like it. And even when something feels like a conclusion, like there's a logical path there. If you give me ideas that maybe something else is going to happen, it's so much easier to be bought in than just like, okay, paint by numbers. So I know some people haven't been a fan of this build. I feel like considering everything that's happened, this is actually one of the better paced builds to a card. I don't feel like we were throwing a bunch of stuff together towards the end. Um, And it honestly, like AEW's booking from about the new Japan show to now I think has been a little wonky. I think mostly because of circumstances. Um, but I've actually, I'm, I've enjoyed the build to this other than I don't need Jeff Jarrett on my screen literally ever, but we move along. We get a nice Y2J interview here. Um, this four pack I think is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have got Kylie chiming in via Humper chat saying fun rampage all in all, but I must say that TNT match tomorrow. Also, I want low-key Sammy to win the ROH title, dot, 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 for the chaos. Don't hate me. I don't hate you for that. Uh, I don't have the same vitriol that some people do uh, for Sammy Guevara. I feel like because he's been caught up in some situations that haven't been favorable, people just like have assumed it's his fault, but... People have taken accountability on the other side of those situations. I also don't give a crap about locker room drama. I like that it makes Fightful money. That's awesome. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you guys for caring about it. But I truly don't. I don't have uh, an interest in situations I haven't been there for. I also have not liked his work, out, his booking, I guess, and the character around that from the Scorpio Sky feud until about now. Uh, I, he's just kind of always Jericho's lackey. Like it seems to be where he defaults back to. I really didn't love the the Scorpio and Sammy like back and forth, back and forth. I hated the Dan Lambert stuff. Like that, none of that was for me. So Sammy Guevara in the ring, I think is really good. I think there's some, maybe some things missing from the perspective of bridging the gap between his athleticism and his storytelling a little bit, but 
I think he gets way too bad of a rep. I think him breaking away from Jericho could be really good. I just think they're both supposed to be heels, so I don't know how you facilitate that. But maybe it just starts in this match. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to this four-pack, though. When you think about what all four competitors bring to the table, uh, Logan Paul is the table, maybe. But what these guys bring to the table is far, far better, in my opinion. Danielson and Claudio, two of the best in the world, two of the best to ever do it. Jericho kind of killing it in his 50s, man. A really fun character. He's already has the title. I still think he walks out with it. Uh, I think we get something set up maybe for for moving on from that. Um, and Sammy Guevara, I think, is a fun guy to add into this match. And I like the storyline dissension here. Additionally, it is suspicious to me that Daniel Garcia is nowhere near this. I'm wondering if that comes back into play. Uh, what do you think of this four-pack? And what did you think of this Jericho interview? Which I guess we should probably talk about. They had like a fun little commentary <laughs> exchange. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I think that I've, I've said this before with you on the show here is that, you know, brothers fight in families. You have in-family in fighting. And I think it's going to be good to see uh, the, BAP, the Blackpool Combat Club Kind of maybe just beat the shit out of each other in the ring. Yeah, and it's well, we be... saw Danielson yeah. walk down the heel tunnel on Wednesday too. That's that's worth noting. Yeah, and it'll be good to see um, see if Sammy kind of breaks out the, out of that lackey character and gets in Jericho's face, you know. And you're gonna see some type of different alignments. Who's gonna stand next to who? Who's gonna do what? You know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I'm I'm excited for it. I, I hope that it it delivers every Jericho match has a little quirk built into it. So I'm excited for this one. Well, and just because it's been going on for so long, I'm like, what do you even do in a blow off? I think the move is to have him retain and whoever is going to defeat him. Cause this whole build has been ring of Jericho, the Ocho, right? Uh, I, I, I actually have liked it. Him beating up Ian Riccoboni, my guy, my Ian Riccoboni, <laughs> who I love Cruz, the ring announcer too. him being so anti, ROH makes me think Mr. ROH has to come in at some point. If it's not Gresham, which I don't think it's going to be, which would warm my heart. I think, I don't know what the status with Cole is. It doesn't sound great, but he seems like a logical former champion to have this. We haven't seen that matchup yet, but somebody's got to be putting Ring of Honor on their back. So it should probably be someone that had a history there before, but We'll see. I'm I'm intrigued to see where that goes. I'm never going to complain if Brian Danielson is wrestling in front of my face. And you know what? Well, I mean, yeah. And you know what? This is the second match we're talking about that we have no freaking idea what's going to happen. It's yeah. incredible to me that AEW has such a weight with their pay-per-views. Mind you, there's always one or two matches that you already kind of know because you know we're all insiders in one way or another, right? But this is a match again that you don't know what the hell's going to break down. And now that's two of them that we're like, we're going to have fun and watch this. Yeah. And what's also fun about that is even though I have my inclinations toward things, like I think MJF wins, I think Jericho retains. What does that mean for what's next? Right. What does that mean for ring of honor next? Um, MJF versus Ricky Starks all freaking day. I've had uh, a couple of people say, like Miro as the Redeemer, my Wednesday night uh, podcast host, Ryan, who was actually super chatting before saying the devil versus the Redeemer sure sounds like a fun idea, but I, uh, I'm i looking forward to it. I'm just looking forward to clearing these stories. I, I think that could be really, really fun. So 
We got a really nice super chat that just came in, and I want to say thank you to DNC Digital for this one. Just want to say that it's always cool interacting with both of you on Twitter. Been a rough year, and Fightful post shows helped me escape some stuff. Buddy, it's been a rough year for me, too, and Fightful post shows helped me on this side of things escape some things, too. Really awesome supportive community here. Glad Twitter still exists. It was getting kind of dicey there last night, so I'm glad I still get to connect with all of you guys on social and on these post shows. You guys are the lifeblood of this. If you didn't give a hoot, we don't have a platform, right? So uh, we are very, very appreciative of that. And I'm sorry, it's been a rough year. Thanks. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm in a basement. I know Hales. Shout out to Hales, uh, who's all the way in the other side of the world watching us right now. Oh. So literally, um, I am in a basement. I'm visiting family in Jersey, so I'm... <laughs> what are the pay-per-view tomorrow? I'm under the ground. Is there seats available? Oh, but we're doing we're doing Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow night too. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a super chat from Mike Peterson, who for a Red Sox fan is actually pretty all right. Said predictable isn't bad if the ride there is a good time. It's very true. Shout this out all the time. Predictable's good if it's good. Uh the ideal situation is unpredictable and really good, right? So uh, I feel like AW pay-per-views most of the time give us that. So I'm hoping we get a little bit of that spliced in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Khan, thank you from K. Hitiara. I thought you said Tony Khan was here. TK said, no, Tony Khan yesterday said that the tournament finals is dynamite because Starks was Injury was legit. Okay, that makes sense. You would not want to push him into that. So, my bad. That'll be the following one. But I think either way, you can't really go wrong with who I'm assuming will be in the finals. I think that's going to be a really, really fun lineup and a good, like, glimpse of the future of this company. So, very much appreciate that. But we move right along here, Alex, to the FTW Championship match with Stokely Hathaway and his ridiculous facial expressions in the most delightful way possible. Hook versus Lee Moriarty. A really fun match. I think the truest test, and I think that's a pretty um, obvious thing to say, but worth noting, the the biggest test certainly of of Hook's young career. He does emerge victorious here, 16-0. I think Lee Moriarty is a really, really good dance partner for him. This was super fun. But cutting to the end, we see... Lee Moriarty lock in the Border City stretch attempt, but Hook turns his hip to make a transition into the red rum and make Lee tap out. That was a really, really nice transition and really fun matchup stylistically. Not surprised by the outcome. Always happy to have Tiger Style on my screen. Lovely Moriarty. Fantastic, fantastic work. And this was a really good matchup. And as we see Hook kind of progress, it's nice to see him get a fair test out of this, Alex. Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, we talk a lot about the uh, different levels of AEW. Sometimes they're lacking, but the top, the champions, the heavyweights are doing really well. 
the mid card, it's building itself. And the bottom, which is all these kids that are like feeding the system, like a Lee and a hook, are killing it. Like everyone is playing their role so good and so well. And, uh, you, you know, I don't know where they're going to be at in two more years, at five years, but at three years, that says a lot about what they're doing. I know that their storytelling sometimes is wacky. The women need a lot more help, which they have been a lot yeah, more help. We're gonna, and we're, we're going to get to that, I'm sure, in a little bit here. But man, the show felt fresh today and, and it was live. It was live. It was headed into a pay-per-view. Again, nothing of major consequence was going to happen here, right? But uh, that's that's what a go-home is. Great stuff, though. And to your point, we kind of... The fact that we want more talent to get on screen is a really good sign, I think. Like, our biggest complaints are, like, we need you to rotate more talent in, rotate more talent in. The fact we want to see more people is a good sign. We're not burnt out on who's there already. We are not... Uh, unimpressed with some of the people who are there really so i just like seeing that like hearing that oh ryan ben saying oh forgot but well wishes to kate too keep it strong keep it strong we're keeping it strong that is what we are here to do uh but yeah i thought this match was really good very intrigued to see what happens when roh opens very yeah yeah hook hook is killing it let him continue squashing people i think it's cool without saying a damn word yeah his his whole presence and his whole development in front of our eyes has been so cool. It, it was so awesome to see him go from a guy eating chips in the background and meme over to, to where he's at now, where he feels like a legitimate threat. I and love you, it. You know what's funny? I used to listen to the Taz show because I used to work with people over at CBS when CBS had all their podcast stuff. And he would talk so well about him, you know, like he was into lacrosse. He was a champion in lacrosse and all this stuff, all this his martial arts background. And he would say that he didn't want him in the wrestling business. He wanted him to move forward and do something else. I, I think he hopefully he changed his mind because his son is really good in the ring. His son is really good in the ring. And it was such a delightful surprise. I always say that like him and Tony D'Angelo on NXT got meme over at the same time. And to a different extent, but they can both really go. Like, Tony D, nasty fisherman suplex. He has a really fun style. He's figured out a way to make an extremely gimmicky character work, which is awesome. And then Hook on the other side, I think, was just like, everybody was like, what is this kid doing on my television in a hoodie? And then all of a sudden, he was like, so composed, so good in the ring, so smooth. I selfishly want to see, like, more Taz segments with him. I think we'll get there, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm loving it. I say keep on the track. Edwin B saying, if ROH gets a deal, what day and time would you like it on? Probably Thursdays because I don't watch Impact in real time. Hmm. Uh, I, you know what? I take it back. I would rather watch that on Tuesdays than NXT. So maybe Alex and I would get to do that show instead of watching NXT. <laughs> We can watch something really great all the time. Uh, but they, you know what? They could put it up against NXT if they wanted to. They could. And I'm, I'm also, I don't know. I think it might go the way of a streaming service. So I yeah. wouldn't be I wouldn't be too upset uh, if it Maybe, was more like on demand almost or whatever. Or, or Saturday. You know, something on a Saturday. People want to watch wrestling on a Saturday too. Yeah, you could do a Saturday thing. It'll be interesting to see. Saturday might be an option too, because my my gut, I don't know anything. I don't hear anything. Uh I my gut is that they are going to tape ROH with 
rampage yeah as a part of that experience so you could film it and then air it the next day so that could be fun kate doesn't know anything wink wink no i really don't everyone thinks like oh she knows stuff because sean Sean doesn't tell me crap if i ask or he gets information right before we go on air that's the only time i find stuff out but now he doesn't even come on air with me so i hear less than ever and quite frankly i don't want to know that much so (laughs) that way I think it is. I think it is. Uh, Luis thinks it's either going to go back on Monday evenings or Thursday against Impact. I think Thursday makes sense. I think Thursday makes sense. Yeah, you don't want to mess with Mondays, especially like <clears throat> you got to remember six months. It's football season. The rest of the of the year on Mondays, WWE does does kind of kill it. You know, like that's their spot. And why? I mean, they're so different that I feel like they're probably pulling different audiences. But why would you go up against the biggest wrestling company in the world if you don't have to, right? Yeah, yeah. So keep your viewers where you know, pocket them. I don't know. Whatever. Who? Do, why do I know? I'm just a guy who sits behind the screen. That's all. That's all any of us are, man. Uh, really, <laughs> all of us are just people behind a screen of some sort at the end of the day. But we'll move along to Roosh and the Dark Order segment, and I have mixed emotions about this, Alex. I love John Silver calling him Roosh Bag. That pops me tremendously. <laughs> love, love that. Love him saying Jose the assistant doesn't intimidate him when they do challenge them for a tag team match. He said, your last name's The Assistant. How threatening can you possibly be? Which was a lot of fun. I do not want the Dark Order to break up this way or have dissension this way. If you were going to break up the Dark Order, there are a million better ways to have done it in the past because you haven't really used them and to do it in the future if you would put some effort into it. I don't think this is the greatest direction. 10 is kind of like, eh. He says, what do you mean we accept the challenge? And he walks off and John Silver's like, how dare you? Okay. I called him Roosh Bag. I pointed out that Jose's last name is the assistant. What more do you want from me? Okay. Johnny Hunky. So I don't know. I don't want it to go in that direction, but we will have to wait and see. Any thoughts on this? No, no. I just, I don't know, man. I just wish they found something concise. And I always say it like, turn, turn, turn them evil. Like, let them beat the hell out of people. Like, I want to see something serious out of them at least once. They can go back to being funny and joking after that. But I don't know. I just, they really didn't do anything for me at that little segment. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. And I feel like a face or a heel turn would be very healthy for them. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't mind them being on my screen when their faces. I just want them Correct. in a creative direction yeah. of some sort. So. I want them, I want them out there doing something serious. Like, Go for the trios, go for the tag belt, something, and then and win it, not just go out there and fight. I agree. I agree. And we move along to something kind of sad because, Alex, we witnessed a murder tonight. We kind of mit- witnessed two murders tonight. They both came at the hands of Athena. Holy cow, I am loving this from her. Uh, Tom Valley chiming in saying, Athena versus Mercedes. Uh, yes, please. Glad she's back. Also very glad that she's back. I love Mercedes Martinez. I love her style. I love her presence in the ring. I think she's fantastic. I was rooting for them to pick her up when she got released from NXT. She made a pit stop and impact first. It came over. Very, very glad about it. She's been on the shelf and injured, but she is your ROH Women's Champion. And just the other day, I was thinking, 
what's going on with that ROH Women's Championship belt? Man, are we going to get an interim title? What's going on here? Are they going to just wait for TV? But I really liked what we saw here. This match was not long, but holy crap. We got a really funny production glitch before this of a promo backstage that led into a match late. But Athena hits a modified pile driver. Oh boy, with a knee to the face for a win against Madison Rain, who got her butt kicked. And post-match, Athena kicks Aubrey Edwards' head off. Uh, And... I actually, for, I'm sorry, she slugged the hell out of Aubrey. My notes are all mixed up. I was like, I thought she hit her. She kicked Madison Rain out of the way. She slugged Aubrey down to the ground uh, and then applied a cross face onto Madison Rain as Mercedes Martinez comes down to the ring. Here is what I loved about this. I'm sick of dumb ref spots. This was a smart ref spot. She knocked out the referee for a reason. She knocked out everyone's favorite referee and ref Aubrey for a reason. So you're also getting heat for that, right? You're you're taking out someone that's beloved. She knocked her out so that she could go back and apply the crossface to Madison and uh, enforce more punishment on her, which drew Mercedes Martinez down. I love this. We're getting such logical storytelling in the women's division all over the place. We're getting it with both titles. The Nyla stuff has been on and off for me, but we've gotten to see Nyla's personality shine through, which I think is awesome. I'm rooting for a Nyla face turn. I really, really want to cheer for her. I think she's so damn funny. Uh, I want her to be on the good people's side. Uh, and we're seeing really good stuff with the Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter build out. And then obviously the Soraya and Britt match. And we're also getting some more women's talent on TV and, and various tag programs and stuff like that. Uh, I'm so encouraged about what we're seeing and even in something like this which feels like a one-off you're seeing athena as a heel come out and kick ass logical storytelling in the way she took out aubrey and another champion from roh coming down the ring i thought this was a great use of time what did you think of this if the thing let me unmute myself so i wouldn't breathe all over you um <laughs> so i enjoyed her when I saw her clap poor Aubrey's cheeks, I was like, well, there it is. This is the Athena I want. Oh, it's cool that she comes out, smiles, and high fives. But I want her to come out and beat the living Christ out of everyone. Okay? Here's my observation about this, though. You can see there's a separation right now. Okay? The separation between the AEW Women's Champion right where all these women are kind of now getting into the mix of things and you're seeing something build there big and now that mercedes mercedes is back you got this the this being built for the roh women's title which is great because you could start inserting all these other women that have just been sitting around not doing anything the tbs right now thing is a joke i wish it would end i, I like the character building around nylon everything but um these two women deserve better I think um, the hee hee ha ha stuff that Vince McMahon is writing for them is not getting over with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, you know. I it's not for me either. But I do like that we've seen Nyla's personality show through. They're of taking course. a risk with something different, and I'm just excited that we're building out stories in the women's division yes, here. Yes, so, and yes. Jade ha has had a lot of them. Like most of the women's stories have been around Jade, her undefeated streak. A lot yes. of stuff has gotten kind of built out with that. 
Um, but I, I understand. I haven't loved the execution, but they're taking a risk. They're telling something in a different way. Of course. It's been productive for Nyla, I think. So, but I, I hear you. I hear yeah. you hey, listen, guys, I was critical about the white rabbit, the stupid hashtags. <laughs> All right. So, you know, that's just me. I'm the old I'm the old man screaming Smart at the Smart Mark Sterling. Oh, he's been so gone. I love it. Ugh, so rude. But we got Brent Lockman saying Athena possibly owes Jody threat a fruit basket for bringing out this side of her. Great seeing Marce Mercedes <laughs> back. Yes. So all of that, I'm just going to say it. I don't mean to use such strong language. Hullabaloo. About the, <laughs> the Jody threat and Athena match. Uh, ended up kind of working out in their favor. I think more people saw what Jody threat is capable of because of it. The side of Athena is awesome. I love that she can be a mix of this forceful while also O-Face is such a cool finisher. She has a really acrobatic side to her. So I feel like what it's done is expand her her moveset a little bit and uh, her, she's not, it's not like she was a one trick pony before, but there's just this whole other side of her, right? It's a whole new dimension and I'm, I'm here for it. I love it. I love it so much. We've got Alan Jeanette saying, love Athena. I wish she won the TBS title against Jade. Yeah, me too. But this is a good alternative. More female people of color wrestler storylines, please. We're seeing a lot of that too, which was a big criticism with AEW, and it's not my place as the whitest of white girls to weigh in on it. My Christmas tree's already up. I'm watching Hallmark movies. That's that's a show for Grapsity. Alex is a person of color. Um, so not not for me to to weigh in on, but it does seem like there is a major effort there and that they've closed the gap and that when they are choosing performers of color, that they're choosing ones that are a really uh, great fit for this. We're seeing mm -hmm. AR Fox come into the picture uh there's there's so many great like black wrestling just draws guys i don't know what to tell you but no, like sure no you're right you're right and that's kind of how we got lee moriarty too like I, I think it's been really really good to see not only people of color coming into the company but like so many great wrestlers of color that are have different styles and different strengths like there's diversity within the representation that they're trying to to put on tv there's so much stuff. I mean, listen, I, I if you guys follow me on the Twitter, um, you would see that I keep on referencing how close um, AEW and Dynamite is to WCW Nitro with the diversity and the different types of people that they bring in. You know, they did the cruiserweights and the heavyweights and everything. Like, And, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling. It was insane. When you watch WCW the early days, it was great. A and AEW has that feel, man. You see all these diverse characters and people come in. And I'm in falling in love with Bandido, by the way. Yeah, hell oh yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Bandido's great. Roosh is great. It's been awesome. Awesome and encouraging and healthy to see those things on my screen. We will move right along. You guys, get in those super chats and those humper chats. We move along to what I thought was a really funny and fun segment uh, the best friends in the factory have an interview, and they end up setting up a match here, but this was so funny. Orange Cassidy says they're going to set up a five-on-five -five match with the factory, and the factory says, uh, you're three guys. What are you going to do with that? And he says, we got Rocky Romero sitting right here. What are you talking about? And they're like, you're down a fifth. And he's like, oh, I've got a fifth. And if you want to know who it is, watch this spooky video to find out. And my favorite part of this is the way they usher Renee away. 
Like, it's too terrifying for you to watch. It was so, so funny to, to me. And the way she just, like, played along with it. They play a video of, of Dan Housen and his human teeth. And QT Marshall's reaction to this was perfect. It's Dan Housen. It's obviously, it's obviously Dan Housen. Does nobody see this as Dan Housen? Killed me. QT Marshall is not on our screen all that often. And when he is, he's there for a very specific purpose, right? But in front of live crowds, he draws a lot of reactions. I, I We were talking about that on Wednesday on the Mark Order podcast a little bit. Like, probably doesn't get enough credit. He's there mostly for a utility and a coaching role. But, like, he can really draw audience reactions. This was hilarious to me. I loved every little thing about this. I'm digging this Orange Cassidy title reign. He's been defending it a lot, so I'm okay with a five-on-five match that a champion's in for basically a one-off. Great to see uh, the factory getting some work in, too. You know, they're a young, growing stable. So what did you think of this silly little segment? <laughs> I saw a VHS tape in 2023 on a wrestling program that is not WWE. I was extremely happy at what I saw. And I talk, and I say this because I I come I write a lot and I do scripts and I work in independent films. So when I see the little quirks like this, right, and the little thing, little details, it makes me giggle. So I enjoyed it. I, I it was fun, you know. And I, I still don't know who the fifth person is. So yeah, no, it's gonna be a big reveal. But funny that you like that and not smart, Mark Sterling. We move along to this House of Blackfoot yet. Fred Lockwood chiming in saying that these House of Black promos have been on another level and we need Doug Bradley joining them in person for a segment or two. <sighs> Buddy, I'm really excited. I kind of hope that House of Black might show up tomorrow after the Elite win the titles. I think that could be a really special and fun moment. Their entrance could be amazing. It always is. I, uh, I'm i loving these vignettes. Yes, Malachi Black is really really good at having one foot in real life world and one foot in creepy world and making it feel really really grounded to me that's the thing right now that's succeeding with bray and we'll we'll get into that on the smackdown show but just very highly produced very carefully planned uh i am very very excited for their eventual return and that you know if people leave for mental health issues you hope that they're okay and them coming back i think means that they're okay. So that's the most important part of all this. How are you feeling about these House of Black vignettes? Dude, um, whatever whatever they had to get through to higher management to make them understand how important they are to you know the industry and to the, the company, it worked. And these vignettes are next level. I love the fact that AEW has access to Warner Media. So they're able to bring in, you know, high quality content creators to put all these things together for them. So I can't wait to see them come out, man. When when the when the house goes black, that place is gonna pop for them, man. Well yeah. deserved. I'm very excited. Well, breaking news: we have some clarity around who the fifth wrestler is. And it's Mike Peterson. Mike Peterson's the fifth wrestler. Wow. Very excited. I had him pegged for war games, to be honest. So I didn't I didn't even know that was coming, but congratulations. I, I gotta tweet this out. Excuse me, guys. Love that for you. Yeah, somebody text Sean. Huge scoop. DNC Digital saying, Do you feel Death Triangle should retain considering they've been doing so well and the elite were part of something very unprofessional? I do not. Uh I think 
part of the weirdness around the trios titles was because they wanted to put this on the elite. I think if what we've heard is accurate, and I, again, will never say that it is because I wasn't there. Uh, it seems like maybe they were not the ones that were acting unprofessionally, just that that situation was being investigated. I don't think active wrestlers should be EVPs. I also don't think that's their fault. I think it would be silly because I think you're going to have like an all-time reaction and a really, really special moment with them. I also think that the Death Triangle, and this is purely my opinion, they're an awesome trio. To me, there's more value in the Lucha Brothers as a tag team and Pac as an individual performer. That's just for me. That's just preference. And I also think we've been seeing story-wise dissension build out in the fact that it seems like the Lucha Brothers are faces and want to win honorably and Pac's just going to hammer people to death. So uh, I, <laughs> I, just for me, that's my standpoint. Alex, what do you think? Yeah, there's way more money invested in having the Lucha Bros go and do these insanely great matches that they do as tag teams. Um, we don't need these trio titles on them. And you're right, Pac is going to do, I think Pac's going to beat the hell out of them, both of them with hammers uh, by the end of this match. So there's your breakup. And then obviously the elite come back and we don't know what's going to, that, that, when that pop comes in, when, Robert starts saying North Carolina. That place is gonna go bananas. You you'll you'll be there. So I will be there. I, don't, I will I, be there. I, and I'm, if I'm wanna... broke. I'm broke. So I need you to uh, go live from there. To stream it. Yeah. I'm please. gonna I'm gonna be in a suite. So just saying. But if you want to hear my thoughts on full gear, I'll probably join on Fightful Select after I I get home tomorrow. We'll see. We will see, but we move along in Rampage. Get those Super Chats and Humper Chats in. We have Akiyama and Takeshita versus Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. This was so much fun. I think every wrestling match formed or segment formed should at baseline be something that wrestlers overall feel like they want to do. Uh, Eddie Kingston had a dream match in his head and he got to have part of that come through. It was so violent and awesome. It was so much fun. I also think Ortiz looked great in this. I liked what he said on the mic going into this. Nice to see him on my television and nice to see him. Like, it looks great. I think this has been such a blast. So, Brett Lockman saying that feels like Kingston is living out all of this violent dreams this weekend and it's fantastic to see. Yes, I want Eddie Kingston to start winning. This wasn't the match where that had to happen. I think they're sewing a story that I don't love of Eddie Kingston versus bad referees. I feel like that's a huge waste of Eddie Kingston, honestly. He's one of the best promos in the world. He should be working with other talent, and the story should be on other talent. Uh, but I thought this was great. Also, just so happy to see Takeshita back on my screen. I missed him when he went back to DDT. Very happy to have him here. I could see him being a Ring of Honor champion at some point as well. This was just a whole bunch of fun, but uh, honestly, I think we knew how this was going to end. Akiyama and Takeshita come, and they beat Kingston and Ortiz. It's You have a guess there. This match doesn't mean a ton. It's, it's booking for uh, the sake of having people make their first appearance here and paying homage to Legends. I think that it was perfectly fine to have them go over. Shotkin29 saying Eddie's face before the main event was simultaneously the most empathetic and scariest thing I've ever seen. What a fantastic way to describe it. 
that inevitably single that inevitable singles match with Akiyama is going to be incredible. Side note, shout outs to AR Fox. Guy deserves the love he's getting this week. Hell yes. Also, Tony Khan announced Akiyama versus Kingston for the zero hour. Extremely excited about that. But Alex, your thoughts on the match, our main event that closed out Rampage today. I think I think it was fine. I again I I I like the diversity. I like them bringing in different people from, you know, DDT or whatever it may be. I think it's dope. I think we need to see more of this. And I, they have a way of doing it and making it feel, feel fun and special. Because the, the fun part is we all get to witness this, right? Different wrestlers come from different organizations. The special part and whatnot is the fact that Eddie Kingston is living out his violent dreams. And they're letting him do it which is great. So we get to see all of this happen. Good it, time to be alive and to be a wrestling fan. It is really, really fun. If you haven't heard John Moxley on Renee's podcast, go take a listen because he talks about where... And this was DDT as well. So just in general, though, using Japanese talent on American television, like the relationship with New Japan and AEW was not good, but part of Moxley coming to AEW said, I'm going to go beat up everybody in Japan, right? We've seen that here. And he, he kind of explains pretty humbly how he, he kind of was the forbidden door a little bit, like a lot of their relationship and getting back on the same page, as well as changes in, in ownership and management in, in New Japan. I think just management, maybe ownership. Um, a lot of that helped, I think. But part of why we're seeing this crossover was Moxley pioneering that and Obviously, Eddie Kingston, his whole style, every match that he... He just tweets out Japanese matches from, like, two decades ago constantly on Twitter, like, with no context, just links to them. This guy loves this style, especially, and they beat the ever-loving hell out of each other. And that was a fun main event, a really fun way to go home. Tom LaValle saying, I can't say enough good things about the main event. So well-paced. The back-and-forth was terrific. So happy Takeshita is back in America and eating Cinnabon. God bless him. Let's see him versus Orange Cassidy for that belt. Ooh, I love that idea. But we're getting Eddie and Jin one-on-one tomorrow. Can't wait. I'm also very excited. I'm just excited for Eddie Kingston. Wrestlers should get to do stuff they want to do, whether that's musical numbers, steak dinners, or fighting dream opponents. I Two wrestlers want to do something, and it's safe and okay. Awesome. Uh, Brent Lachman saying these House of Black promos have been at another level. Oh, sorry, we already read that. But he also says, off topic, but how is there not just a shirt that says Pac Hammer Time? I mean, <laughs> wow. That is excellent work. That's that is so excellent good. work. And if you have the skills to turn it into like a, a meme-esque situation, I think it's going to do wonders for you. But Alex, I'm excited about Full Gear. I really am. I am, one might say, standing on end, excited about Full Gear. But not everybody even watches wrestling because they're losers. Not everybody is as excited as I am. Some people haven't liked this build. Some people aren't standing on end. Some people don't have a hard on for this because they don't like it. But some people also just need a little bit of assistance. Somebody, some people just need an alternative to Viagra that shows up at their door. Kind of you know we you care know? about that performance in wrestling, that main event performance. But maybe in the bedroom you don't have the confidence to perform. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful will help get you there. 
It's got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You know it's that good stuff. But it works on your schedule, or maybe when you're not even ready and you want to get there. You consult with the online physician. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. No awkward in-person meeting. And if approved, it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But there will be nothing discreet about your package when you use BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. But you know what? How about free? Get your first shipment free when you use the code Fightful. Just pay $5 shipping. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. Get that main event performance. There you go. And if you're like, oh my God, I'm saving so much money with all these wonderful sponsorships that have happened between Fightful and various brands, where can I go spend all that extra money? Well, darn it, at FightfulSelect.com, you can go spend your money there. That's how you can support us, quite frankly. The news always tends to get out. But if you want to know about it first, if you want the most details, if you want to support the wonderful staff, uh, that is how we pay our bills. That and your Super Chats, we are funded by you guys, so... Please subscribe to Fightful Select, and you also just get the most breaking news in all of professional wrestling. And so also, as, as the as the other half here of the show for the for the last couple of weeks, and the male other half version, indeed. Please let us know, gents. Don't be scared if you are using Bluetooth. If you happen to just buy it and are curious, let us know on Twitter, man. Like I want to yes. know, like without how does... photographic evidence, though. I can't without, stress yeah, enough. Yes. Please don't send photos. Yes, right. <laughs> I don't want to see how well you can put a towel on your pole. I just want to know how it works. There you go. Are you guys happy with it? Tell everyone at NordVPN, which we're going to talk about later. But we are going to switch into SmackDown mode. That SmackDown was all right tonight. Uh, Ooh, both shows were good. Both shows were good. I have a couple of things that... Kind of we're grinding my gears. Mostly I don't think that Gunther should ever be scared of Braun Strowman. But uh, this was a a pretty solid episode. A really well-paced episode, I felt. Uh, We're going to dive into it right now. You you liked what you saw at SmackDown tonight. I loved, I liked, I liked SmackDown. It was, you know, I'll get into my gripes later about SmackDown. (laughs) About the things that I thought were... uh... And I think you might already know, but yeah, I think it was, I think it was pretty solid. Well, I thought it started off really, really well. We had a Drew McIntyre and Brawling Brutes having an in-ring promo. We're just really setting up board games. That's kind of what this whole thing was about. I thought it was fun. We get some recaps in here. Not like a ton newsworthy to write home about, but decent enough start to the show. I prefer when we start with wrestling in the ring, but, but good enough. Good enough. Did you have any thoughts on this opener? No, actually. Um, here's what I want to know. Is why can't we just start with wrestling? <laughs> why can't yeah. we just, why can't we, you know, maybe change the formula up a little bit, especially with SmackDown, where you can try things, you know? What's funny is like they have been doing that for a little bit, but at the same time, as like my preference is start the show with wrestling. It's a wrestling show. Start me off hot. I like it. Yeah, yeah. You uh, can get into the talking segment, even if it's ten minutes of beating the crap out of each other, and then you jump into a talking segment. I think it'll oh, it'll be fine. I just wish that they took more of, of an approach of showing us more fighting. That's all, you know. Yeah, 
No, I agree. I feel like we had a pretty good card tonight, but considering how it ended, I also didn't feel like we needed to start with this. But our first match, I would have rather have given all that time to. Holy cow! Mustafa Ali and Ricochet in a banger. They also built out some fun stuff on social media for all of those. You Ricochet can't build a or deliver a promo, people. Can't talk. But that's what people say about Ricochet. A uh, really fun promo. A really fun promo. He definitely felt like a more authentic person than uh, some of the just like stuff that they give him. But loved, loved, loved this opener for from Ali and Ricochet. Ricochet goes over here. Some really, really fun spots in this, though. Ultimately, it ends with Ali missing a 450. Nobody's home when he hits it. Ricochet wins with the the shooting star press after gathering himself, picking himself back up. Uh, some real fun stuff in here, though. I loved Ali dodging the Phoenix Splash into the Koji Clutch. This insane sequence where Ricochet hits a Dragon Suplex into a Lariat into a Lion Salt for a near fall. I could watch these two wrestle all day. Ricochet going over is perfectly fine. Mustafa Ali has everything you want from someone, and I hope he gets on a track soon that is valuable and meaningful, is all I could say. Like, he's so good. He's a proven draw. They value YouTube numbers really heavily. Uh, I he His are great, even in the dumb angles that they put him in. People really, really like this guy. I'm one of the people that really, really like this guy. I think they are still... Comes out in different gear... They kind of had him lean face and heel in different inflections in certain ways. So maybe they're trying to figure it out with him a little bit where they want to go. And this is a little bit of a testing ground. But man, I love Ali. I want to see him in title pictures. I want to see him in meaningful spots. But every time the guy's in the ring, he's fantastic. And his whole disposition is just so damn cool. So what did you think of this opener? And how do you feel about the booking of it? Uh Great mid-card matchup, man. Just, I mean, you put two guys like this, they're going to give you... It felt like an AEW Rampage match because that's it how... It did, yeah. You know, you never really see those things on on WWTV because they want everything to be super, like, choreographed and clean, you know? So it was really cool to see them uh, be, being put together. The little dissension there when he smacks Ricochet in the back of the head to, you know, them still fist-pumping at the end of the match was pretty cool. I He's on a little bit of a downfall, um Mustafa yeah. so I'm wondering if this is just them testing the waters with him how well he takes this decline because everything that goes up comes down and vice versa right so is there a turn soon and if there is like what are they going to do with him because he's still kind of like talking like he wants out you know when he talks online so I wonder if maybe they're just kind of like seeing but I do hope that his upward trend starts soon because he they're missing the ball with him yeah i think they need to to it's hard i don't know if they're trying to figure out what direction they want to lean with him or if they're just not investing in him but if they're not that's a real real dumb move because he is a proven draw a top star he's an incredible wrestler he's great on the mic like he has all of all of the components to to really move the product forward and to I mean, just a week ago, Bobby Lashley killed him. Like, literally. Yeah, I thought I would never yeah. see him again. Yeah, it was concerning. And, like, it seemed like he was going to get in a feud with Seth Rollins, and then that didn't go over. So, I don't know. 
doesn't seem like he's on the best track. I want him to be, but I really, really liked this opening match. So uh, Ricochet moves on in your World mm. Cup qualifier. We move on to... And don't oh. forget the real World Cup winner. The fans. Shane O'Mac. <laughs> I will gladly forget the world... The real World Cup winner. Shane He's going to come back. Wow. I'm very happy to forget about that World Cup winner. But we'll move on to a segment that I could also forget about, which was oh. Emma and Matt Cat Moss, who, to my understanding, are dating in real life, uh, awkwardly flirting, <laughs> which is kind of weird because I'm assuming they have actually flirted at some point. Uh, <laughs> so it just was a little bit weird. And we move into a match with. Carrying Cross and Mad Cat Moss. The promo going into this, Mad Cat Moss is telling that his voice he can't speak because three weeks ago, Carrying Cross choked him out, which I don't think is how that works. But uh, <laughs> this match didn't really click in for me. I, the Carrying Cross presentation still isn't working for me. Uh, it, it's just a little weird that he's like always in Pleasantville, like with this black and white going into color thing and. <laughs> Uh, it feels like he's a guy from a biker bar, but then Scarlet is a witch. Like, it, it's just very disjointed to me, but other people seem to be digging it, so I'm happy for them. This ended with a cross going for a cross jacket. Moss slammed his way out of this. It's got, like, a little bit boshy at the end, unfortunately, but cross locks it in again, and Madcap, Mad Taps. See what I did Oh, there. man. I wrote I'm gonna, that in my I'm going to mute myself for that. I usually mute me for that to be honest, but uh, I not a ton to say about this match. They're clearly building up cross. I don't know why you do this with Madcap when he's kind of like coming back. It feels weird to have him get kind of smooshed in this. But uh, what are what are your thoughts on this? I don't know why they took Karrion Cross away from Freddie Prince Jr. because they have done nothing with him. And Freddie, I read the script that Freddie had for him, and it was amazing. Um, and what where they were going with that. But anyway. I don't think they're not doing anything with him. I think they're not doing anything that's working with him. Yeah, There's that's a what really I mean. big difference that's, though that's, with that. Like they, I, mean. right. I think they view him as a star, which is good for him. But I think what they're giving him isn't working. Right. No, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Story wise. That's why I mentioned the writing, because it's all about the writing, right? He's just he's an incredible in-ring performer. He's showing up on TV. He's in your face. You know who he is. But this whole like you mentioned thing, like. What are they doing? What what are they doing? Who is Karrion Cross? Because I have no idea who Karrion Cross is. I have no idea. What is that? You don't think pressing on someone's throat can mess up your voice box that is in your throat? No, I think it can. I don't think it gives you a sore throat where you sound like this, though. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he soars it up. But anyway, yeah. And then towards the end, like, oops, this whole mad cat thing with Emma. Here we go with this. Uh, 1986 Macho Man Miss Elizabeth story. What's wrong with that? Uh, come on, man. Can we move forward from this? It was cheesy tonight, but how dare you? As a lover of wrestling weddings, I'm offended. Offended that you would say that. But uh, we did have a super chat come in from Rob316. I know everybody knows what your super chat information was, but because it's behind the paywall, I'm going to say, and Louise, you can correct me on that if it's not behind the paywall, but I think it is. Um, I, I'm going to ask you to send in something different to to say that we can read aloud out of respect for Sean's work. Uh, but yeah, so we have another super chat that came in from Alan Jeanette saying, 
ricochet about the ricochet and mustafa ali match i feel like the writing for ali on raw and smackdown are two different characters that's a very good point and i think he's better on smackdown i like him on smackdown too i think the opponents have a big piece to do with that uh but i also have seen that before i feel like when sonia deville was gm on raw and smackdown she was two completely different gms on raw and smackdown us flaski and i talked about that and to the fullest extent of the law behind the paywall of she felt so different on both programs. Um, so I understand what you're saying. And that's why I think maybe this is a testing ground. Hopefully they do know what they have in him, but I hear you loud and clear on that. So we will move along to a Bray Wyatt promo. Holy crap. Do I mm. love this segment so much quick rundown of what Bray said. Bray, saying that he apologizes he was conditioned and breaking condition is hard for him i love how human this version of him is he's he was confusing fear and respect bray apologizes to la knight and la knight interrupts him and damn if la knight isn't the perfect dance partner for bray wyatt and i had no idea that this was coming down the pike nothing if you had said match up two people on smackdown this is not something that would have popped into my head at all but this has been so so good and la knight shining in the way that he has the past few weeks has been fantastic knight says that he's conflicted about the apology because he thinks he gained bray's respect by not being scared of him so that bray doesn't confuse fear and respect he knows the difference between the two and then la knight kind of cheap shots him and bray calm and collected says all right we're even we're even and Bray also says that he is fighting urges to basically retaliate and Knight slaps him again. And when he does, Uncle Howdy appears and Bray is kind of entranced. He has this like very non-blinking, scary stare. And I am loving this. This has been the perfect build out. LA Knight is able to call him out on his creepy weird stuff without ruining the character in the process, which is not always something that heels are good at. This has been so good. I really wanted LA Knight to work face because I, I thought he was a great face in NXT. But damn, if he is not perfectly built for the main roster, I don't know who is. What did you think of this? Yeah, so Bray was never going to be a, a heel. A heel doesn't come out and says, I miss you too and I love you. You know, like, he, you know, you paired him up with the perfect heel. And Bray... Bray is playing like so. This is the thing: a Hollywood character will play a you know a person with mental illness or something, and we're okay with it, right? Depending on how they play them. But if a professional wrestler plays someone, professional wrestling fans will freaking destroy them, right? He's playing that that character very well, right? Someone with some type of problem. We don't know what it is yet. Like there's different things happening there, and he's doing it so well he's very apologetic for what he's done and the things that are happening and he's getting help for it it's just so damn good and then you have someone like la Knight come in and just say listen i'm a bitch slap you for the way you acted last <laughs> week right and he did twice yeah, you know real hard really nice really nice i love what they're doing with these two um you know they're gonna have their blow off match do we continue to see more LNI stuff? Where does Bray go after this? Does he introduce, you know, um, his uncle? Like, what's happening? We don't know. This is another one of these great things where we don't know what's happening. But 
Um, I hope they stick with him and LA Knight for a while. That's a good point. We don't really know what's happening. And maybe we don't because maybe their writers are using NordVPN, Alex. Maybe they don't want people to have insight into what's going on on their computers and in their browsing, all right? They don't want people to know what what they're looking up for inspiration. They want to be off the map. They want to be out of here. NordVPN is the perfect tool to help you disappear to write great... We're going to have Sean You hear me talk about NordVPN.com slash Fightful a lot. It's because I use it every single day. You can listen or watch your favorite shows abroad. Whether you're in the States like me and you want to watch shows from uh, the UK or Australia, or you're just traveling and you want access to your local things. You can shield your data from snoops and criminals. You can safely listen to your shows, stream shows, browse in complete privacy by shielding your IP address. You can change your virtual location with just one click. Protect yourself on public Wi-Fi. You know that can be dangerous. People can get access to all of your stuff. Secure all the devices that you own. It's available on all major operating systems. And you can connect up to six devices separately with one subscription. 30-day money-back guarantee, four months free added on top of that deal. NordVPN.com slash Fightful with three great tiers for you to enjoy. Well, there you go. That's maybe a, a better description of what a VPN can do for you. So I was please... waiting. I don't know why you stopped. You could have gone for another <laughs> 10 minutes and I would have paid for it. Want to get like in legal trouble about the things that NordVPN can do versus what I actually said, but a great deal and a fantastic service. They've made a huge investment and fightful. I say it week over week. Please let them know you found out about them through us because they have really put a, a lot of stock in us and we appreciate their support. You guys and our sponsors are how we get through our days, man. We get through our days. So Rob is sending in another chat, and I think it's awesome. Do you see Regal turning on Moxley tomorrow? This has been a fun conversation that has been happening. I mean, it could be really fun. This idea that MJF can't win on his own has been a persistent thing, right? I don't want MJF to have like a managerial figure in his corner. I just feel like if he's got people around him, he should probably be the one leading them. But maybe because of the interference with the firm, it causes that. Also, Regal and MJF being on my screen at the same time is something I would not complain about. Something tells me the beginning of the MJF title reign isn't going to have, it's going to be his moment and his moment alone a little bit. But man, I don't know. Either way, I, I'm, I'm not mad about it if it does happen. Do you think that's what's going to happen? That's why I said, keep your eyes open, people. I don't know. There's going to be dissension. Just You're not going to leave that place tomorrow kate with a voice you know yeah i think you're it's gonna better. you're gonna feel like Cameron cross put you in his finisher just saying heck yeah let's go i'll be like eh. <laughs> if you don't sound like that i'll be so pissed i'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> sound like i have laryngitis so we move along to this fun weird little segment between cross and the usos with Bray in the way background, Kim Gray immediately asking, who do you think Bray was talking to, arguing with in the background behind Cross and the Usos? P.S. Thanks, Kate and Alex, for keeping me company while I'm editing photos for my clients. 
Oh, that's very, very cool. So support Kim Gray. Um, that's awesome. I didn't know you were in the photography world. Have fun photo editing. That seems like Take a pictures of me. Long and tedious task. I think Bray was probably talking to Alexa uh, or someone that maybe the Wyatt Six is a thing and not his personas. But it definitely, oh my gosh, I just tripped my, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if my microphone is picking up my Amazon device of the same name. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Some people are saying Uncle Howdy's a real guy. I think maybe we're going to start to see those characters come to life. Or maybe the creepiest thing is Bray wasn't talking to anyone. He's talking yeah, to himself. So Maybe he was putting in his catering order. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he was talking to his writer. I don't know. My vote is going to be Alexa, though. What do you think? I don't know this. And you know what? I could know. <laughs> There's a lot of ways. All right, Mr. Connection. There's All a right. lot of ways for me to find out. But Mr. I've been I've been in the complete dark about Bray. And I love it. There's some things that I know that are easy to find out. But there's other things that I've just like, stop. I don't want to hear it. Because wherever this is going, whoever whatever he's manipulating or whoever he's talking to or whatever's happening um, in his brain with his characters and these people, it's going to be really fun, man. Really yeah. This fun. has been, this has been a good, a really fun ride. I, I like spoilers. Spoilers don't ruin anything for me, but when it's something like this, I don't want spoilers. Like if it's a return of somebody coming back or yeah, yeah, you can um, tell me a debut talent, like storylines that are this intentional and crafted. I'm like, those are delicious. I like finding them out in real yeah. time. So. Except when it's like hashtags and bunnies. Uh, first of all, it's barcode or not barcodes, QR codes. And QR bunnies. codes. Yeah. See, like that's how much they didn't impact me. <laughs> I'm glad they stopped. I'll say that much. I'll say that much. But we move along to uh, Shotzi versus Shayna Baszler. This didn't work for me tonight, unfortunately, but Shotzi shows up in her tank and they recap the cleanup on aisle green segment for some reason. Uh, but we get a match here that ends with Shotzi winning via schoolboy because Raquel comes out to neutralize Ronda Rousey being there. Baszler goes to stomp the elbow, but nobody's home. She misses the stomp, which Shotzi schoolboys. I... I love seeing Shayna Baszler back in the ring. She's a total badass. Uh, I like Shotzi's style more often than not. I know she's a little reckless, but sometimes it doesn't work. Like that reckless style can be really fun, but when it doesn't work, it's it really doesn't work. That's just kind of the risk of it. And I also just thought this was a not great way to execute things. Raquel just being a distraction with her presence, being enough to catch someone as good and veteran and lethal as Shayna Baszler off guard is not great to me uh i hate schoolboys they're annoying <laughs> so, i don't feel like Shayna baszler wow. should be using one it felt like this match didn't make anybody look good in the process i don't think anybody benefited from what we saw very slow it felt very slow and dragged out um like the moves in the ring like they were kind of calculating what was going to happen next which doesn't really happen all the time but this time it kind of felt like you can tell like for me, I don't know why. It just felt a little weird. And then you said, like, Raquel coming down, like, uh, yeah. It just wasn't enough. Like, 
Raquel just existed, and that was enough to catch Shayna yeah. Baszler off guard. Shayna Baszler, who to to lose God. in a to schoolboy like was just he was good. Yeah. No. me. So not a fan of that. Glad that Shotzi's on a a path though. So nice to see her get a win here. But we will gladly move along because uh, we are coming down the home stretch. So get also, in those tests and humper chats if you would. Is Sasha in and uh, what's her name? Oh, now I forgot. Naomi. Sasha and Naomi, are they like the new Bray Wyatt? Are they going to be coming out every pay-per-view? Like, is that the new thing? Because like, I've been hearing it now since like SummerSlam. Oh, you know, yeah. That, they're going to be the new CM Punk, not the new Bray Wyatt. Because like it, it's, it's going to be hanging over their heads for a really long time. Seven years I've, later. I've been of the, I don't think seven years, but I've, I've been of the belief of save that for Rumble. You're bringing so many people back right now. Why would you bring the biggest return you can get yeah. right now? I think they might have thought they had them, and that's why the women's war games match was kind of like, and now we're throwing these people in, <laughs> and maybe why they were playing hot potato with the titles in such a weird way. Uh, so, and it's in Boston. So if Sasha was going to come back, that would obviously be a great place for her. It could also be a swerve. Maybe they don't come back in the War Games match. Maybe they don't do the obvious return thing. Um, but I don't know. Sasha seems to be... They're just, like, looking beautiful and doing stuff. Like, anytime and, I'm... They look so happy, so rested, so stunning, and just, like, living their best life. So and, God and, bless. And everything that Sasha's been doing has the FKA Sasha Banks, formerly known as yeah, Sasha and Banks. She, she did trademark a whole other subset of her brand too. So yeah, yeah. There's maybe a we'll lot see. of weird things going on there. I don't know. Maybe we'll see her with Soraya and have their rematch. Oh my god, don't can't even go there. I'd be so excited. But we move along to the Imperium versus New Day. Earlier in the night, we see a dejected New Day talking about how their streak ending is heartbreaking to them, and it's a massive undertaking to start that all over. Which I thought was a really nice and sincere sentiment of like it's not just that the streak is over or not the streak but the record is broken if we want to restart that we have to be champions for years and years <laughs> basically a really really great way to introduce this segment and they get in, in uh interrupted by imperium and i think this is an awesome idea i don't like how it unfolded tonight though love the idea of imperium versus dude Wish Biggie was healthy to make that happen. But Imperium basically saying, you guys and your bright colors and your trombones, that's not what we're here to do. The mat is sacred, people. Kofi calls him Lurch, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> and also, rest in peace, Kofi's chest, because he got chopped to death in that segment. But skipping ahead to the match, surprise, surprise, third guy in tow is Braun Strowman. <gasps> A really fun match. Uh, ultimately ending with Gunther getting free of the monster bomb, tagging Kaiser while Braun tags Kofi back in. Kofi flies with a crossbody but misses the trouble in paradise. Woods gets tagged in, hits the midnight hour onto Kaiser. Braun kind of playing that buffer role to keep the pin from being broken up. I hate the idea that Gunther <laughs> is scared of Braun <laughs> for several reasons. One, Braun doesn't have enough credible wins to make me believe that. Two, Guther should be scared of nobody. He has not lost on the main roster. I think it's a way more compelling story to say, yeah, you're big, but have Gunther underestimating Braun rather than 
running away looking scared when he has never lost to him and Broad basically just power slams guys. All he's really done of like a notable victory that I can think of since he's been back was just in Saudi Arabia uh, where he beat someone who hadn't been on TV for months. So I don't think you have the creative evidence to support it. I don't think there's any reason that Gunther should be scared of anybody. Anybody. He has two guys built in to protect him. He has not lost on the main roster. He is a mammoth of a man. I think you could do a fun like collision of really big dudes here, right? And just have Gunther dismissing Braun the entire time and that pissing Braun off. Mm -hmm. That could be a fun story. It could be something that you can actually really, really dig into. But I I don't know. I don't buy for a second that Walter is scared of anybody or Gunther is scared of anybody, depending on where you fall on that line. Thought the match was fun, though. I just wish Biggie was back so this could be like a, a more complete story. And I just wish Biggie was back for every reason in the whole wide world. I love Biggie. But what did you think of the match and the booking here? I'm, you know how I feel about Braun. <laughs> you know, um, it seems to me like they just they've been plugging him into different things here and there. Um, he's very one dimensional. I've said this so many times. I, he's so boring to me, but whatever. Um, the match in general was pretty good. The whole thing with Gunther, I don't know why they would try to make Gunther seem like there's a a crack in his armor by being scared of Braun. No one has been scared of Braun. As a matter of fact, everyone's just been throwing themselves at him to fight him. So why would this, like you said, mammoth of a man who went into a literal war with Sheamus, okay, and many others, be scared of Braun? Who just runs around a ring like a train smashing into freaking poles? I don't know. Yeah, and there wasn't really anything even in the match that he did to no. scare him. It was like, I'm just scared no. of how big you are. It's not like Gunther's that's, a small dude. So that's not, not for me. Not for me. If you've never lost on the main roster, you shouldn't really be scared of anybody. I don't care who it is. It could be the resurgence of Andre the Giant. And if you've never lost on the main roster, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, not for me, but we then move on to a fun little segment between Strowman and Ricochet. Love Ricochet playing into the real-life issue of Braun tweeting a stupid thing about uh, flippy-doo wrestlers and their 47-star matches when he is mostly just a guy that power slams people. Ricochet calling him out on that I thought was fun. I want Ricochet to beat him. I think that would be way more fun, but we'll see what the build leads to there. Guys, we are coming down the home stretch here, so please get in your super chats and your humper chats. I have really mixed feelings about our go home segment here. <laughs> we got a World Cup match between Butch and Sami Zayn. Why Butch beat Sami Zayn? I don't really know. I understand they're trying to set up war games. I'll get to my gripes with this in a minute, but Sami sets up for the Haluva kick, but Jay and Sheamus fight through his path to distract him uh that allows butch to hit the bitter end and pin sammy sorry my notes are a little scattered today i don't like sammy losing here i get that they were trying to get to war games and we're going to talk about the very exciting thing that happened at the end of the show in a moment but i just feel like sammy getting close to gold of any kind and losing is such a natural reason for the bloodline to turn on them um he should at least be tested to see if he can be championship material or caliber or whatever. And then when he fails at that, 
he can't be a fit for the bloodline. Everybody in the bloodline has gold or has held gold of some sort recently. I know Solisco just came up from NXT, but since he's actually in the bloodline, you could easily justify that's not that big of a deal. I just feel like him getting close and missing is so great. And then he could also have like further dissension on the side of why don't you guys come in and help me? I'm always running around helping you. If family should have each other's backs. So many opportunities. If they just had Sammy go over here, uh, you got another week to play with. I don't get why he he doesn't get either eaten alive by Braun or or have a match with Ricochet where he is in the ring with a superhero. Um, I don't understand that booking, but what I do love, I was so happy, Alex. <laughs> I marked out so hard at home. I was so excited when Kevin Owens came back. I had my qualms with, not as intensely as other Alex has had his problems with, the Bloodline being in the War Games match. I didn't like it, and I really don't like uh, people just coming onto my stream at any point. I don't like people interrupting me. I don't like, I don't care who you are, okay? I don't like it even when you're Sean Ross Sapp. I'm just kidding. How are you? Let the record show I am here on a Friday night working. I don't think I, anyone I legit would thought ever you were question that. Take yourself off of the uh, the stream. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. Um, Hi, Sean. Uh, hey. Are you on Rampage tonight? Because uh, I, I have a job to do. And oh, okay. the other host of the show doesn't show up anymore. So I, oh, wow. I, you still consider me the other host of the show? <laughs> what does that say for but, him? Uh, you <laughs> oh, told God. me that's why I don't have a background with me and Alex's name. So. <laughs> well, you don't have a background with you and Alex's name because Melissa has been gone for like three weeks. Oh, so that's why. That's fair. What's going on? How are you? Nice I'm good. sweatshirt. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty dope, right? Hell yeah, man. Um, you know, I'm just showing up. I was setting up the graps that he streamed, and I was like, well, look, look these guys are still on here. Oh. So, so why not? Why well, the heck thank not? You. We're we're look, just talking the Kevin Owens return. Look, I'm generating super chats. <laughs> I know that's what I was gonna Probably. say. Are were our ratings so low? You had to come and pop one before the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everybody knows there's nothing I love more than popping one. But uh, Carl says, is it? Could it be? It is. SRS in the house. Uh, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm going to plug some stuff. We had an Eric Bischoff interview today that made headlines for you know, all the right reasons, of course, per usual. Uh, but I got one with Jake something this, uh, this past Tuesday that I think you guys would like. But uh, tomorrow night, I am... In for a Kate and Alex Palowski size post show. It's me and Julie Cutler. We don't do shows that are less than two and a half hours because people get bitten. People walk out. There are plane tickets bought. I don't know for who, by who. Um, you know, people get into fights. And fortunately, every time I'm like, hey, Julie, let's keep our thoughts maybe a little bit more succinct because you know we're a little long-winded when we get together. But then she looks at me, she sees me doing this, and she's like, shit, I got to cover for him. So <laughs> that's what's going to happen uh, tomorrow. The dirt sheet boy at it again. Yeah, and hey, for those of you who haven't checked out Fightful Select in a while, I've started to do a thing called Select Portions, where I give you like small news tidbits as well as uh, the regular updates. Today we had 
what the hell is going on with SummerSlam. You know, we've had uh, a pretty big one on uh, Jonah, which uh, Dave Meltzer reported, but we actually asked Jonah about it last week. So we got kind of that that back there too. You know, Kate's behind that paywall. Are you doing it with Alex tomorrow somehow? Or are you like joining later on? Are you skipping it? How's that working? I think I'm going to try and join late because I do also okay. just want to talk about what it's like live because it's it's always such a sure. fun experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a suite tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. How'd you pull that off? We just had enough people that it was like financially feasible. By the time you looked at like what presale costs, we were able to, they have like suites of different sizes and we were able to, to fill one. And I'm excited. I'm very excited for that. Kate volunteered to get us all a suite for a wow. Taylor Swift concert as well. Like it's so sweet of her. I don't recall such a thing. $24,000, but she did. For sweet? I would say, I'd say that's, that's very optimistic. That's very <laughs> conservative. Yeah. Like if she got, honestly, if the, I could find a suite for $24,000, I would get it and then just resell Flip the tickets. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt. And Easily. people would be like, it's you, Sean. You're the problem. It's you. So yes. Oh wow. It's nice to see your face on the stream with me, Sean. Yeah, here I am. Here <laughs> I am. How come where why don't you have lights on? Uh you it is 12:43 a.m. Eastern time. But you're so in your you're in your office working. Yeah, I am. Alan says, I'd be interested if Imperium interfered with Braun's World Cup run and had Braun lose in the final to add something to the new rivalry. Hi, SRS. I, I think that outside of him tweeting, Braun's run has been pretty successful so far. I mean, it's largely what we we saw out of Braun before, except he's he's a little more smiley than he is flipping over semi-trucks and stuff. <laughs> but he's not quite teaming with a 10-year-old and shilling Cricket Wireless. No, but he is mostly just eating jobbers. I don't know. So? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I don't. I don't know if I would call it a successful run. I don't. Think I would. I'm... All right. Well, there you go. You're and a guy. Where I am in life. <laughs> wow. Sitting in the dark wearing a Mickey shirt. <laughs> Friday night. Look at me. Take take my advice. Take take my analysis. How about that one? How You're better. That I. That's fine with me. You're better at this than I am. I don't care. Somebody said <laughs> one million for a suite for Taylor Swift, and he's not even joking. Wow, that's Dang. insane. Still might flip it. Still might flip it. Let's turn that into three mil. Sean Ticketmaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, listen, I, I'm so glad the Justice Department is looking into Ticketmaster so we can all get more free tickets to some shitty tribute band uh, like we did two years ago. Yeah, like, some dumb Journey cover band. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the benefit is I actually live in a city where there are plenty of shitty cover bands for me to go see <laughs> whenever this settlement eventually happens. But man, so what are you what are your thoughts on the pay-per-view tomorrow? Any like fun predictions? Uh, Well, I think I think it has a legitimate opportunity to be the best in-ring AEW show of all time. Wow. And to me, that's saying something because. There is no Adam Cole. There is no Undisputed Era. There is no CM Punk. Like, I think that... FTR's not even on this, right? FTR's not on it. I think that it has the possibility 
of being that based on how it's constructed. Now, there are some matches where you look at and you go, it could also maybe not be. Like, we, we haven't seen Soraya in the ring really in six years consistently. Um, Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill, I, I want them to have like a really fun sprint because I think that one will, will work out. Big time. I want that Fatal 4-Way to be like really, really action-packed. Uh, I am really excited for the Sirloin Beef Sons of Bitches 3-Way. Like that's going to be really, really good. But like even Zero Hour, like that's becoming like the Eddie Kingston show. The just yeah. make it, give him dream matches show. And I love that. <laughs> I think that's really cool. Uh, but I, I think it has the possibility of being one of the better in-ring shows of AEW's history. And I think they need to make it something very, very special. I think the coaches, agents, Tony, everybody got to get together and say, all right, we got to make sure everything goes off completely fine. We got to say, you don't want to give anybody saying, no, 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 you needed CM Punk. You don't want to give them any, any room. They don't have Hangman. They don't have Punk. They don't have Cole. They don't have FTR on this show. But I mean, like, as King of the North says, Sting on pay-per-view. I mean, pay-per-view Sting is like Kimbo Slice. We used to say Kimbo Slice with six months of sprawl training. That's what people used to say. Just have him sprawl for six months and he'll beat every MMA fighter. That's Sting on pay-per-view. Sting pay-per-view version is a 99 overall. I double don't care about Jeff Jarrett being on my screen in the slightest. Wow. You are, you have been hanging out with Alex Palowski way too much. No, I just started watching it on nine. Cranky old, you cranky old hag. Well, I was that before Alex. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Double J Uh, moves the needle. I hope you know. Wait a second. This person said, not even joking. Kate nailed who I got free tickets to. Kate, who are you nailing? Kate's out here nailing people. Um, What the hell? Only she got a suite. Only for the fellas that use Bluetooth.com code Fightful. That's the only ones that. No, he was saying my my journey thing was the true thing. I nailed the journey. I'm going on a journey next weekend guys i hope you all go on it with me to winston-salem north carolina to wrestle kate how about this one speedball mike bailey and dax harwood hot mm. diggity dog we did our some of our nominations for uh the fightful select awards those were the first two people i saw got nominated for wrestler of the year um so i'm, I'm excited about those as well but if you're in winston-salem north carolina i'll be there I, I think Jeremy's still planning on going, um, but come by. We're going to have a table there. We're mainly, we only got the table for interviews, but if you want to come by, say hi. We would greatly appreciate it. We would love to meet all of you guys. If you've never been to WrestleCade, go to WrestleCade. Uh, you, you're missing out if you've never been. It is a must-see thing. Like in, in the middle, I don't want to say in the middle of nowhere, but in Winston-Salem, it is just it's wild how so many people come together over those three days. So come say hi to me. Um, I'm just waiting for the Reds to trade uh, Joey Votto for a sack of baseballs. Sorry. Yeah, no, your whole franchise is just like collapsing. So. Yeah, it's a poverty franchise. For sure. Do you do you have not to... No, screw it. You're actually on the stream, so we're going to make you talk about wrestling. Do sure. you... <laughs> Do you have any fun possible like swerves or predictions? Like, do you, some people are saying—is is that a pun? And, like, do do you think do I think Swerve's going to turn on Keith Lee tomorrow? Probably, yeah. 
know uh though oh, so I, yeah. I he's I'll... got family in the sheet so i don't have to worry about that but do you <laughs> great shit do you think it. that uh like some people are saying regal leaves with mjf as champion yeah, th- or things like that i think that could happen so um i mentioned this on the fightful select q a today another plug for the best five dollars in the business i got asked today by somebody high up in the company what hot scoops do you have now that has happened uh, exactly probably two or three times from somebody in AEW high up. And the first time was AEW all out last year when two big returns happen or two big debuts happen. Another one was right before MJF came back uh, and I got a call and I'm like, well, I know what's going on now. Uh, so I don't know because this wasn't the same person that asked me those times. But I wonder if it's just like a thing where they're like, let's see what he knows. And by now, I'm just not telling him what I know. But I'll tell all you great people on Fightful Select for $5. Yeah, I don't know what would benefit you from telling them what you know. (laughs) Well. Other than relationship maintenance, but like. Sure, but this person did try to throw me off the trail of a re- a fairly recent scoop oh, that I got anyway. That I got anyway. Oh, sneaky. Uh, sneaky. You're too good. Too damn good. I, I gotta say, Chelsea Green is losing her spot as number one stooge, by the way, because uh, she's trying. She's tried to outright tell me multiple times she's not going back to WWE or that they haven't contacted her. And I'm like, listen, listen, if, if you want to be stu- queen stooge numero uno, just who cares about your eventual job? Give me the scoops. There you who, go. That's a really good point. That's a really. That's good what point. I have to say. Who's who are in the two and three slot? Who is your stooge trio? Oh well, I mean, Chelsea and Diana call themselves the Queen Stooges, like because oh, okay, every, everybody go. assumed that they told me like everything back in the day, and like they they hadn't. I hadn't really talked to them before then. I'd say, I mean, number three. Um, hmm. I don't know. I think a lot of people would assume Ethan Page because I was on that video with him. But I mean, most of these people, if I'm like around in public with them, I'm not going to put them on the spot of asking them stuff like that unless they come to me. But did you know the story that you're working on right now was a work? (laughs) You're really proud of that still, aren't you? (laughs) You're really proud of that, right? I'll just sometimes DM Sean and be like, hey, just so you know, it's a work with no context. But yes. because everyone tells you it's a work, I'm like, I'm just going to, whatever it is, whatever so, you're doing right now, it's a work. That is something that I, I don't want to say annoys me because now I just, I, I'm doing all right enough to just not give a shit at this point. Right. But I do, I love, I love interacting with people and all that. But when people are like, didn't it cross your mind this might be a work? And I'm like, buddy, I have yeah. covered pro wrestling for 13 years. First that day is on the, the job. <laughs> that is the absolute first thing that is always on my mind at every time, especially when I am talking about fucking MJF. No, I'm talking about the person, <laughs> not about talking about physically fucking MJF. Um, he's got a beautiful fiance. Mark. Okay. Yes, but of course, of course, it crosses my mind. It's what I always assume. 
when he told me stuff, I had to verify it with other people because it's MJF. I couldn't even take firsthand stuff without doing like that's that, so that first, funny that like right? firsthand like, source is unreliable is a really exactly because he's one of the best <laughs> workers on the planet oh man but yeah here i am it is uh it is saturday morning it is 12 53 a.m damn and i'm, I'm at work Welcome i showed up and look I, i'm just saying did viewership increase significantly, significantly without me is is heavy-handed significantly i would say about six to eight percent without me even promoting it okay well, fair enough all right let's, let, let's let's see what happens when i tweet this link out you want to you want to see how that works sure the more traffic for us on a show that i'm hosting I... the better <laughs> we didn't even talk about kevin owens returning which is probably the best well, here we go <laughs> kevin owens is returning that makes me very happy because this me... adds such an incredible wrinkle to what's going on here because first off he's got history with roman reigns which is is great fantastic but it's the Sami Zayn element that is fascinating because Sami Zayn was the first person to get nominated for performer of the year in our awards by the way um which would be the only person the only person nominated for that he should be yes but uh that's the interesting part because I think a lot of people look at this and they assume, well, Sammy's going to win tag titles or the titles, but Kevin Owens coming back just like is, it's perfect for this story. I'm going to turn on a light. I'm awake now. Look at you. Oh, what a pro. What a professional. God. No, I'm like, I'm excited for the War Games match. I had a similar. See hey! me in my. Oh, here we go. You. you guys can see me in my hundred dollar sweatpants and my Mickey sweatshirt. Dang the fashion! Listen, listen, hold on. Where? Yo. Where is okay? My dudes at Toy Vomit reopened today. I spent a hundred bones on a figure. Right. It was a Mike Awesome Bash of the Brawlers. This has nothing to do with the show, but I want to know what this is. Maybe Kate. Maybe you could help me out. What is a left bang? <laughs> like, listen. There are three possibilities about what a left bang is. It's either your left bang, or it's a, it's not a right bang. It's a, it hooks to the left. <laughs> or, yes. or you're left-handed and you're like bang. Or maybe Whoa. it's an ADP thing. Whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Listen, from Balls Mahoney, I would expect no less, but... A double bang! I mean, listen, there's there's a lot of women that fantasize about such a thing. B, double bang. Damn. There we go. Anyway, Kevin Owens came back. It was a pretty important plot point. Um, <laughs> like, legit, we're wrapping up that as you came in. But I'm very excited he's back. It also makes it more justifiable to me that all of your like most important titles are tied up also in the most important type of match on the show because you're going to advance that Sami Zayn storyline so that makes it like a little bit more justifiable for me but I am so happy Kevin Owens is back just because I love everything that guy does he's the best yeah and um I mean I understand why he wasn't on TV leading up to Crown Jewel because he ain't going he's not going so 
Use that television time for somebody else. Give him a little bit more time with his family. I am completely cool with that. Like, absolutely cool with that. But um, putting him on here, all right, that's cool. I'm glad that he's he's feeling good enough to be able to do uh, the match because that was concerning. But also, it's a five-on-five match. You can kind of you can have him come in the last one if you want. Sure. You can kind of protect him an awful lot. There, there's. I think there's an awful lot to this in a way in which you can protect him, but also feature him. And that's, that's very beneficial. And WWE kind of needed a man. Raw has been bland lately. Um, I need some titles. I need some prizes. I need some stakes. Um, and I mean, SmackDown's SmackDown's better. SmackDown's got LA Knight and Bray Wyatt got Bray brother in Christ Wyatt right now for the love of God. And LA Knight telling him to shove stuff up his ass. Like, that's cool. I want to watch that. He is so perfectly built for main roster WWE. Like, of anybody. LA Knight. LA, yeah. Yeah, he's just perfect for it. And I didn't get to talk about this because I don't cover the show anymore. I hadn't even, like, dreamt about these two guys brushing dicks in the hallway, much less having a wrestling feud. Like, and now they got promos where LA Knight's like, yeah, hey, literally put whatever you feel up your own anus if it gives you physical pleasure. And I'm like, hell yeah. Because what Vince would often do, Vince would not only write dog shit for Bray Wyatt, he would put Bray Wyatt in segments and promos where people wouldn't outshine him in the segment or promo. And sometimes you need that. And the thing is, Bray is so good with, like, at what he does specifically, like you believe him as the as the horror movie final boss, it's okay to have somebody uh, like that that goes one up. And somebody says that didn't come up come out right. Yes, it did. I meant to say I didn't even dream of them brushing dicks in the hallway. Yes, I did. I did not even imagine them in the hallway, much less being in a feud with one another. And I love it. Who have you dreamed about dicks touching in the hallway? And does that have anything to do with a left or a double bang? I have so many questions. Mm. Listen, I'll tell you guys behind the paywall. $5. Five wow. Wow. That's it. I'm what pretty... about Bray what would Wyatt? Be wrong, what would be wrong if I had? What's I'm wrong with that, Kate? Down for that. What? Maybe I'll put it behind the ten dollars tier. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. No, save that for the OnlyFans. Mm. Unfair. Mm. Unfair. Anyway, That's for yeah, you. I, you should be getting I'm more than money. Loving the the LA Night Bray stuff. Like that is a feud I had not even considered, and just it, it works so well because LA Night exudes this confidence, and I liked him as Max Dupree. I really, really did. I think that he made that even more entertaining than I still find it ridiculously entertaining. But L.A. Knight as this guy, it's like, okay, he should have been here five, six, seven, eight years ago. Like, there's no reason. And and what happens immediately when he's given an opportunity, he cultivates and develops an audience and and people care about him. As soon as people get a real taste of him, they care about him. I would even go as far as to say it's important to have somebody that outshines Bray on promos, especially with this iteration of him, because if nobody calls out the spooky shit, it doesn't 
feel like you're playing in the same world. This is a way more human version of Bray. And to have LA Knight do it, like he knew how to do it delicately enough that he's not destroying Bray in the process, but like yes. calling out, like you have this weird playhouse with puppets. That's little kid shit. Like I thought he masterfully executed that. And you need that because otherwise like the non-fans of spooky stuff, some people are set out to hate it and that's fine. They can do that. But for people that want it to translate better, that's important. Like that worked yeah. for me. So I, I really like that. Before I go, do you all want to see my Seamus figure? Oh. Yeah, show us everything you got. Oh, nice. Oh, that's what's up. Get it. Get it. I, I get see it. what you did yes, there. Don't, see guys. Wait, what else did you get at Toy Vomit? Look at your, you have a whole box oh, there. I mean, I got, I literally got all these from Toy Vomit, but uh, I was just seeing what ECW stuff I had today because that's what I was after today. I, uh, Got an ECW uh, mic awesome, and that was about it. I'm going to go back tomorrow, see what they got. Oh, but, nice. yeah, I, I'm very happy they have their soft reopening this weekend and their erect reopening in 2023. I was just going to say, if you don't want a soft reopening, mm -hmm. code. Well, Sean, I'm sure it's going to be a very uneventful 24 hours, as all AEW pay-per-views are, mm -hmm. both from an in-ring and post standpoint. So, uh, yeah, if you subscribe to Fightful Select for a pretty a tame experience, right? Why are you? What's happening? Yeah. Wow. I I sincerely thought he was going to hit end broadcast on that. And that's how we were going to go out. But that's not how we were going to go out. We are going to wrap up the talk about Kevin Owens. Very exciting. We're going to choose to end on that note. Other instead of Sean dreaming about who's brushing dicks in the hallway. Very excited for the Kevin Owens return. Looks like more games is set up. That's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. But... We're going to close out our night. Thank you to Sean for joining us. That was very fun to have him here. Thanks to Luis for being so great moderating us. But Alex, tell the people where they can find you. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me online. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Doing some weird, freaky things with vegetables. Anyway, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> like peeling them and washing them. Um Find me on, uh, just head over to Instagram and look for Alexis Cardoza. You'll see me. Um, I follow Kate, so you'll see we're mutual friends. And that'll be and that'll be me. Um, other than that, where can they find you, Kate? Wow. Well, you're throwing it back. Like, you can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter. You can find me in a suite at Full Gear tomorrow, wow, but so you can sorry. also find me every Friday here because I'm not on the Brock Lesnar deal that Sean is. I'm here every Friday doing the AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show, as well as the Tuesday Sour Graps post show of NXT. It's a lot different than this one. So if you want to get weird with us, have fun over there. I also jump behind the paywall sometimes with Alex, and I'll probably do that tomorrow night after Full Gear as well. And starting in 2023, I will also be on the Excite Wrestling Commentary Desk. Skipping this month because it conflicts with some other things, but looking forward to getting back there in the new year. Final plug. Keep an eye out for a very fun thing that I got to record with Denise Salcedo. It was an absolute blast. It should be coming out next week, but I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I will let you know that your promo champion is right here. So... 
tune in, keep an eye on her Twitter for that. But other than that, have a safe and wonderful AEW Full Gear Weekend. Enjoy wrestling. We'll catch you guys next week.